True, welcome Esther with a round of applause as we take our seats. <laughs> so while Esther's speaking, I'm actually going to also bring um, some little colouring sheets and colouring pencils and crayons down to the front on the blue mats, and it's got some pictures of Paul and Silas praising and worshipping. So if anybody would like to come and do that, you're welcome to. But also Esther's got some amazing things to share with us, some stories and a bit of teaching. And uh, one of the things I'm really excited about hearing Esther share is because I know that she just, she lives this stuff out so well in her own life. So um, can I pray for you and then? Michael, yes, please. (laughs) Yeah. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for Esther. We thank you for the way that you've made her, for all that she's got to bring. And I pray that you would highlight her words, that you would speak to us through them, and that we'd be really soft-hearted to receive them. Amen. 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 If you're a bit chilly, feel free to do some star jumps. I'm a bit or... Uh, <laughs> Um, so I just think that's an extraordinary story. So what the kids a- acted out um, is just such a strange story. Guys are, are in a prison and they're singing. And, and then it says suddenly there was an earthquake and they were, they were released from prison. Um, I, um, so for, 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 uh, for me, worship... Um, is really key, and I, I've had times in my life um, when I've been plagued with quite a lot of torment in my mind and been gripped by fear and anxiety. And I'm I have a guitar, and I, I lead worship sometimes. And I've gone into my room, I picked up my guitar, and I've chosen to um, sing to, to God and, and just to declare God's goodness. And I've experienced um, the the presence and the peace of God uh, come. Oh, it's a little child. Come um, upon me and have have a have a release from that fear and and, and anxiety, and the whole thing of, of of worship and prayer is is quite an, an, an extraordinary thing. Um, and that we see in the prison when Paul <laughs> and Silas were in prison, <laughs> they were worshiping just just like that. Amen. Um, my um, a friend of mine gave me this this keyring. I I don't know if you can see this, but it says your weapon is a melody, and 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 for me worship is so key. I I don't quite understand it. Um, w- 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 worship comes in many different forms, but in this in this context, we're talking about worship as as singing and just declaring who 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 God is. Um. <laughs> the fa- um, Paul and Silas were doing something in the natural. They were praying and singing, and as they were doing what they knew what to do. God was working on their behalf. And I think that's such, such a powerful thing. 
um, when we are doing what we know how God works. Um, in Acts 12, um, Peter, Peter was in, in, in prison and um, the, the church was earnestly praying uh, for Peter to be released. It says, as the church were praying, Peter, uh, an angel of the Lord, suddenly an angel of the Lord came and set Peter free from, from prison. And I, I just love the fact that we can do what we can do on earth. We, we pray and we worship. And as we do that, God is, is working. As we do what we can do in the natural, God performs the supernatural. And I, and I, I just love worship because it opens up a whole world of possibilities. And what, what we thought was impossible, what we thought was there's no way God can do this, it's like when we come together and, and we worship, it's like heaven opens and you think, I don't even know, maybe God is good, I'm not sure. And, and I, I just love it because it's just like, well, what I thought was impossible is, is possible. Um, in 2 Chronicles 20, uh, there was a, a battle and God said, put the singers at the front of the army. And they're probably thinking... That's such a crazy thing to do. Why put singers in the front of the army? That's not going to win the battle. We need people with swords and people who can fight. And God says, as they worshipped, God caused the enemy to fight against each other. And the battle was won. And I just think, <laughs> sometimes I'm in my room and I'm on my guitar and I'm worshipping. I'm thinking, is this making any difference? But somehow... God in his kindness, he comes and manifests amongst us as we worship. And just that kind of peace of God. And it's like, oh, God, it's good to, to be with you. And it's so easy to believe lies about our, ourselves. And I was thinking, I think, why, why when we sing, does God come amongst us? Like, why? Like, what, what is happening? And I, and I was thinking, actually, when, when, when I came in today, sometimes we can have thoughts in our in our minds. Is God really good? Does he really care? Is he really, really that good? Is he faithful? Can he provide for me? Can he really comfort me? What does that look like? Is my future really full of hope? And we come in and we worship together and, and people around us are singing, yes, you're good. And you're thinking, oh, perhaps he is good. And, and it releases a sense of hope and it realigns. I like that thing. It realigns my thinking of who God is and who I am in God. And it, it reveals our belief systems. Um, so when I'm in, in worship and I might hear someone next to me shouting out or surge screaming at the top of his voice, yes, you're good. You're good. I'm thinking, is, he thinks God's good. That's wonderful. But do I, do I think he's really that good? And it, and it does challenge our, our belief system. Is God really able? Is he really willing? There's so many people. Does he really care about my pain, my future, the things that I'm struggling with? Um, and the hard thing is, I think God's promises and God can often only, not only become real, but often becomes real in trials. So we might sing, 
yes, God, you're my provider. But do I know, I often won't know if God is my provider until I'm in a position where I need to know God is my provider, if that makes sense. That promise of God, that becomes real to me as I'm in situations to allow God, hello, to allow God to be my provider. And I just want to um, tell a story, really, of a situation that I'm still in, um, where God, I've, I've had to give God opportunity to reveal his goodness. Um, I've moved house four times in the last four weeks. It's been an unsettling uh, time. I like (laughs) to feel secure and safe. And home for me is very, very important. Um, It it represents safety. And through different circumstances, I've had to move from house to house for four weeks, for uh, for the last four weeks. And I work with the 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 homeless So I've had a little bit of a taste of what it feels like to be sofa surfing and, and, and moving. Um, and I heard someone say to me, heard someone say the other day, I don't need a God. I need a father. And that struck me. I was like, God, I don't need a God. I need a father. I know, I need to know what it means for you to be my father to, to provide for me as a father would provide for his children. Um, and I moved into a house about four weeks ago. I'd always lived in community. I've always lived with other people in other people's homes with their things around them. And I've loved it. I haven't had a problem with it. And I moved into this one house. And I think on the second day, I walked down the stairs and I couldn't find something in the kitchen. I just had this sense, oh, I need to be in my own place with my own things around me. And I was like, Ooh, where'd that voice come from? And, uh, and then this, this growing sense in me, I, I kind of had to, not had to, but I felt that's what God was leading me in, into. And I felt, well, God, you have to provide for me. This, this is what I feel you're leading me into. I don't earn very much in a, in my job. Um, but please, will you provide for me? Um, I need to know you as my provider. And I felt this was where God was leading me, to have my own space. And I, that day, I think I, I, I went for a swim and I, and, I, and I met someone from Hope in the changing rooms. And she was going, blah, 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 blah. I got this house and um, it was about to sell. The sale went through. The sale fell through and it's all a disaster. And... Anyway, it's quite a random conversation. She came up to me, blurted out, and, w- and w- walked off. And I was like, "That's very strange." And um, and I felt God say to me, "Esther, I can prov- provide a home for you through any means at any time. I will do it for you." And I just felt this peace in my heart. Um, and I um, so I started to cry out to, to, to God and to kind of just declare. God's goodness and God's truth over my own life. And I, I would say, God, I declare that you are good, that you are my father, that you will provide for me. I didn't see anything in the natural, but I knew in the spiritual, in God's promises, that he had promised me that I would be, not own my own home, but I would be in my own space to um, part of the journey that, that he had me on. 
And it was a tough journey. <laughs> Rebecca would know I'd come to church and I would just burst into tears. I said, I'm so unsettled. I feel so unsafe. But I feel God is leading me in, in this way. I need to know God as my provider. Um, and I like... Uh, we, we 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 don't know what Paul and Silas were praying. We don't know what they were singing. But I'm sure they'd heard that Peter had been released from prison by an angel. And maybe they were saying, Lord, you've done it for him. Do it for us. Even if you don't, we declare that, that you are good. And I had to come before God. And I said, those promises of God, his goodness and his faithfulness and his fatherness, they had to become real to me in that moment of actually, do I really, really, really believe when it comes down to it that God cares, that God will provide for my financial needs, that he will provide a home where I feel safe and settled? And I had to wrestle with that. And, and, and his promises became true in that kind of, in that secret place with, with God. And, and one verse, Psalm 34, verse 8, says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I felt that was an invitation from God as my father. He said, Esther, taste and see that I'm good. Test me. Test, taste and see that I am good. So, okay, okay, I hold on to that truth. And I choose to declare that over my life, my feelings and my emotions are all over the place. But I choose to stand on your promises. And Psalm 23, 25 verse 3 says, Those who hope in the Lord will never be put to shame. I said, okay, God, I'm going to test you in this. I'm going to put my hope in you. I've got nothing in the natural. I don't know how this is going to come to pass, but I choose to worship you in the mystery, in my unbelief, in the confusion, in the fear, in the anxiety, in the unsettledness, um, in the ungroundedness. Maybe I think that was like the Thursday. I came to church on the Sunday, and a friend of mine who I used to live with said to me, Oh, I just had a text from a friend. Uh, they've got a house in Easton. The people who are about to move in, uh, they just pulled out. Would you like to go and see it? I went, oh, interesting. And, um, and I, they, they had no idea that I was wanting to, to move or what God was, was saying to me. So on the, on the Monday, I, I went to see the house and I, and I prayed. I said, Lord, when I walk in through the front door, may I just know whether this is from, from you. And it's in Eastern, and I work in Eastern. It's quite a rough part of, of, of Eastern. And I, and I walked in the front door, and I just went, whoa. And it was so beautiful. Like, it was such a beautiful, beautiful home. And I just felt in my spirit, this is it. This is the home that God has for me. And, and then they said, oh, this is the rent, and this is the d- deposit. And um, so I had to pay out something like... <laughs> Two and a half thousand pounds in like on the, on that Friday when I signed for the for the tenancy, and I was like, Lord, I need you to know. I need to know you as my father. <laughs> I need to know you as a father who is safe, who provides for me. I don't have this money. I had to borrow some money, and um, uh, and again, it's the kind of t- testing, tasting, and seeing: Is God good? <laughs> Does God really know my needs? Does God actually care? that I might go into debt? Does he know the kind of ins and outs of, 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 of my journey? I signed for it on the Friday. I transferred the money and I went for a, another swim. I thought, I just need to go for a swim, <laughs> relax my body. And from I drove from the house to the swimming pool. I said, Lord, please provide, please. Um, I... I, I, I 
please show yourself to be a good father. I sing songs about you being a good father. Please manifest yourself to be good. And I, and I went into the steam room, and the lady who'd spurted out this story about the house before was in the steam room. She went, oh, hello, Esther. And, oh, hi. And uh, she said, oh, I never come in the steam room, but I was a bit blocked up, so I thought I'd come in. So we're having this chat in the steam room, and I said, oh, do you remember that story about the house about three weeks ago that I felt God said I was going to live in, the, in, a, in a, a different house with my own things around me and to, to kind of settle me and... She said, yeah, I remember, I remember. She said, I thought I'd just signed for that house just now. And, um, and, I, and I thought that was such an encouragement from God. It's, it's quite a small thing, but I thought from that day when I met her, I hadn't seen her since. From the day I signed the tenancy, I, I, I saw her again. I felt God say to me, Esther, I am in this. And then I moved in. I did my back in for a week. I saw my back for a week. And it was a hard, hard time. I was like, oh, Lord, this is so tough. And then I moved in on the Saturday. and Saturday night, I had some friends for dinner. And I was cooking a meal. I was in the home on my own. And I was just overcome by loneliness. And I thought, what on earth have I done? I'd lived in community my whole life. I'm 45 years old. I've never lived on my own. I thought, well, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, when the loneliness is so like, oh, I just feel so empty. And... Um, um, I, and my friends came round and I cried <laughs> a lot. And they prayed for me and said, Esther, this is a season of God wooing you and, and drawing you closer to himself that he couldn't do with loads of people around in, in, in your home. And it's a season of intimacy with him. I was like, okay, okay. Um, but, and I had to choose, I'm still choosing to worship God and sometimes we do have to worship God in the pain and in the unbelief. And I love that song, I raise a hallelujah. <laughs> I raise a hallelujah over my circumstances. And some days I'm thinking, I am loving this. I'm on my own. Just me and Jesus, it's wonderful. And other times I think, oh, the, it, it's really painful. And I have to go and see friends. And, and, and it's that kind of thing. But I, I'm trusting that God knows my needs. He knows... Uh, what he's doing and I someone came around to have a look at the house I thought it would be good to have a housemate so I'm not totally on my own she came to have a look around and we both went away and kind of prayed about whether, whether it's right and I felt it's, it's not right I didn't feel it was right but in the natural I thought I need her to move in because then she'll give me lots of money and, and it'll be okay <laughs> and God says no that's that's not for this season I'm like oh okay and again, trusting God, do you know what I need? And then a, a friend of mine said, oh, there's a couple from Bethel who need somewhere to stay for 10 days. They're willing to pay. Um, so I went, yep, I'll take them. So they moved in last <laughs> Wednesday. They're here till next Sunday, and they just need a, a temporary stop. And um, So again, out of nowhere, out of completely nowhere, as I was choosing to say to God, I trust that you're my provider. I can't see how it's going to happen, but I've got the promise in my spirit, please let it manifest in the in in the natural. And literally from nowhere, here's some people for ten days. It's not forever, but each day he 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 will he will provide. Um, and so it's been a a journey. And again, just I, I think also having not knowing whether you have enough enough money. 
that's tough and that's real. And council tax and water. And, and the other day I was thinking, I can't put my heating on because <laughs> I won't be able to afford it. I think an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. I was thinking, I'm living in fear. And I was like, oh, here I am freezing with my dressing gown and my hot water bottle. <laughs> and God says, Esther, do you trust me? I'm a good father and I'm your provider. I think I do. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think I do. And it's so important to rehearse our history with, with God. I go, okay, Lord, I look back in all the houses I've lived in, all the people that God's brought into my life. You've been so, so faithful. Why would you suddenly just abandon me now? And it's so important. I'm sure Paul and Silas in prison were going, God, we've seen you do this. We've seen you do this. And just before they were in prison, there was a woman possessed by an evil spirit. And and Paul, he just said Paul was really annoyed. <laughs> he said, get out of her. Like, it wasn't like he was being really super spiritual. And he, they were just living in the supernatural. They were living with that mindset of that perspective of, it's not just the natural realm. We have a whole other resource that is available to us and it's so easy to live well this is my bills and that's my bank account that is horrendous that is so stressful and God says when we worship we suddenly think maybe the impossible is possible (laughs) maybe there's another way and so often in the Bible we see it time and time again as they worship as they prayed suddenly over here God was releasing angels God was setting people free and that's, that's what I'm learning. And that's, I think, the power of, of when I pick up my guitar in my room in the secret place and I go, I will sing of the goodness of God. I don't feel it in my body. I don't necessarily feel like doing this, but I choose to believe that you are good. Um, and yes, the supernatural happens, but it's always about intimacy with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we all long to see the supernatural. I was with someone the other day, and she had bad eyesight. Someone just prayed for her prayer for 30 seconds. Her eyesight came back. I was like, gosh, this is amazing. Like, yeah, and we do see the supernatural, and I've seen it in my own life. But that's not the goal. The goal is always God is longing to reveal his goodness to us and draw us closer to himself he said esther do you believe that i'm good i will put you in circumstances where you have to kind of step out and trust me okay okay you are good you are good and he's saying he's revealing his goodness as a father um so always always about intimacy and also i think this is the hard one especially if you like to be in control (laughs) we can't control the outcome when we surrender to God and we abandon our lives to God. God, yeah, I will pray for a house, but I'd like it in this area of Bristol, this price. I'd like this color walls. I'd like a lovely big garden. We can ask God for things. Absolutely, he knows the desires of our hearts, but that act of surrender and that act of abandoning ourselves to him and worshiping him and saying, God, your kingdom come and your will be done. And then, and I mean, the house I'm, I'm in is lovely, and that's a blessing. <laughs> but in one sense, it's not, it's not about the house. It's about my ongoing relationship with Jesus. And the house is only until 1st of June next year, so who knows <laughs> where I'll be then. Um, but we can't control the outcome. And again, it's trust. Do we trust that God knows us? He knows the desires of our hearts, and he knows our needs. 
and he wants to provide. Um, and, and I think there's a wonderful verse, Hebrews 11, verse 6, without faith it's impossible to please God. And in a sense, that's what we're doing when we're, when we're declaring God's goodness, when he's, maybe he's promised something in the natural, but we haven't seen it. I'm saying, God, I choose to put my faith in you, I think. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it's not 100%. Yes, I totally believe it's like, God, the Bible says you're good. I, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to taste and see if you are good. And, uh, and faith, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Faith pleases him so much. We can't, I can't imagine what that looks like. But it brings him such joy. And he goes, okay, I dare, I dare to trust. And he goes, great. I'm going to manifest my goodness. I'm going to show you how good I really am. Um, and yeah, that, that, I raise a hallelujah when it sings, I will, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. When we're in storms, it's often the last thing. I, <laughs> I do. And then when I do, I thought, why don't I do this earlier? And that's why it's so lovely having this key ring. My friend, it says, your weapon is a melody. I remember, yes, my weapon is a melody. That's my weapon. That's the tool that God has given me. And God wants to grow us in maturity in him and the, the tools that he's given us. My tool, I know, when I come into worship, I often cry. I, 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 I feel it quite easy to come into God's presence in music. For you, it might be walking in the woods or reading the word or however God speaks to you most clearly. What is the tools that God has given us to help us meet with him? Um, I think that's it, really. Um, and I think my, I, I think, like, kind of, what what I'm learning in this is is just that really practical thing of. There's a whole resource of heaven that's available to us. So whether you think, oh, I don't know how this is going to happen, we we don't know how it's going to happen, but that God gives us kind of the spirit of wisdom and revelation so we can see actually there's a whole army of angels that are rooting for us and, and, and that God would open our eyes to see actually where we are hopeless in a situation and you think, well, you don't know my circumstances. I don't know your circumstances. But I know that God is faithful and he's able. Um, and, and the whole word of God is just full of of the miraculous and the and the supernatural, and I for myself want to kind of pr- press into that and see more of that. Um, but th- there's always, always, always hope, always. Um, so yeah, and Paul and Silas were severely flogged. They weren't just flogged; they were severely flogged and put in the darkest dungeon. And that is a dire, dire circumstance. Maybe they were praying, God, heal our wounds. It's flipping painful. Or they're going, yes, God, you're so good. We don't know what you're going to do, but, you know, Lord, have have, have your way. So, um, yes, that's it. Thank you. And it was nice to have the little worshippers on the, on the background. But um, that's it. Should we thank Esther? Stay here. Esther always 
always brings an incredible level of honesty and uh, it's it's very, very powerful. I just want to ask you two questions yeah. and just l- let you share and, and I, yeah. they might be helpful. You talk about, you know, your your um, your weapon is your melody. Yeah. How did you how did you work out that song worship was such a weapon of yours? And how how would you advise that we discover what our sort of worship weapons are? How did you do that? Desperation, I think. (laughs) Um, I'd heard people speak about the presence of God. And I... I think sometimes I, 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 I was hungry and I was just desperate. And I... I knew how to play guitar, and I knew for me worship. I I met God in music, even from a very young age. My parents would say my sisters would be whistling in the car, and I'd just be in floods of tears. There's something for me about music. God bypasses my mind and my common sense straight to here, and he goes, Esther, I'm with you. I'm like, ooh, okay. And, And so it's... Yeah, and I sort of picked up a guitar when I was 17. Um, so I think thinking about how do we connect with God? How do we, where's that place that, what are those tools that, where it's just easy to hear him? Uh, for all of us, it, it, it's it's different. But for me, it was a, it was a hunger thing. If I don't if, meet with God, what's the point in living? Like it was a, des- a, a desperation and God met me in that place of his presence and his peace um that makes sense makes a lot of sense and i think it'd be nice for esther just to pray for us you know she's she's experienced breakthrough um it's it's funny how one breakthrough led her into an environment where she needed another breakthrough that's sort of often the way but it's um, frustrating and lovely but so should we stand together and then i just want esther you to just pray for us yeah. take your time and then we'll um, we'll worship together to finish yeah. okay God, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you're a, a good father. And I just pray for those of us, including myself, uh, where we need to know you maybe not as a God, but as a father. As a father who's intimate, as a father who provides as a father who who offers and provides protection and safety. And we just open our hearts to you and we just take a tiny step of faith, whatever that looks like for us, choosing to say, God, I don't understand. I don't know how you're going to do this, but I choose to declare over my life that you are faithful, that you are good. And we just declare that you are the God who brings hope instead of despair, beauty instead of ashes, that you're a God uh, who says to us, I have good plans for you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And Holy Spirit, would you just hover over and dwell over those areas of our lives where we have hopelessness? And we think there is no way 
that life could come from this area. And we just want to break off that spirit of hopelessness in the name of Jesus. And we speak life and we speak hope. And Holy Spirit, would you just come and meet with us in our hunger, in our desperation, in our confusion, in our fear, in our, our anxiety. And show us, Lord, what are the tools that you've given us where we can enter into your presence and know you and feel you and touch you and taste and see that you are good. And rest is such a wonderful tool as well. Just resting. Resting in your presence, knowing that the battle is yours. And the fight we fight is for the truth. That's the fight that we're fighting for. The truth of who God is and the truth of who we are in God. So thank you, Father, for that truth of who you are and the truth of who we are in you. And I just pray that you'd just show us maybe in our minds of maybe things that we believe about you that aren't actually true it's so easy to believe lies i i know that <laughs> so well one of the lies i believed was that god wasn't good and he's a he's a distant father he's not close he doesn't really care and so father would you show us what what lies are we believing about you or about ourselves that stop us from from coming close And then, God, would you just speak to us about the truth of, of who you are, who you really are? Amen.